Welcome to another episode of the Finer Life Show. I'm your host, Greg Hush Williams. During this episode, we're going to be talking to Manuel Godoy, a U.S. Army veteran and publisher of Black Sands Entertainment. Manuel is going to be talking about self-identity and staying true to one's brand. Check it out. Even my kids nowadays, like, they're like sending letters out in first grade talking about uh, this month they're going to talk about Egyptian and Mesopotamian um, cultures. And I'm just thinking in my head and watch them be blonde. <laughs> right? I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, first grade, watch these little Egyptians be blonde or something like that, that they're seeing in these books or whatever, right? Because, you know, I just can't help but think that, that you know, they don't want us to have any culture in general, like anything that, that, that happened before slavery. And so for me, you know, that's what it means. And, you know, that's why, you know, 55% of our customers are parents, right? Because they feel the exact same way. Their kids need that exposure and the kids love it, man. They, they love seeing something about them, right? Not everybody wants to grow up to be Julius Caesar, right? Especially if you don't look like Julius Caesar. <laughs> And that's a big thing. Like, as as a parent, you know, I like to expose my kids to a lot of things, but I'm very sensitive to self-identity. And, you know, I would like you to expand a little bit more of what self-identity means to you and the power behind it. Yeah, well, you know, the the main things that drive our company, especially our fans, just simple fact that we're so rebellious compared to the Hollywood um, agenda-driven uh, media. Basically, you know, they curate the stories that Black and Hispanic creators can tell, right? They just they, they just feel like certain 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 ideas or certain stories are either non-marketable, right? Or well, they like using that term just to shoot it down, or um, not right for the consumer, right? Because they know, um, you know, Black and Hispanic viewers better than black and Hispanic people. So, so, so what we have to do is, you know, we got to independently create this stuff ourselves um, in order to be able to tell our stories. And if we pull it off properly and make it more profitable and everything else, then we'll really break the industry, which has been historically just opposed to any, you know, you know, real creativeness from, from, from the black and Hispanic community. And that's just how it's been, you know, and you know, uh, um, everybody knows it. That's why it's not a hard idea to sell. I don't have to re-educate people into thinking that. They already believe it before, <laughs> before we even bring it up, so. Mm. So let me ask you this question. You know, you came up with this idea and definitely I always tell people entrepreneurship is not easy. It can be fun, it can be rewarding, but it's not easy. How did you become an entrepreneur? Uh, just by force. It, was, it had to happen. You know, um, you know, I just couldn't find, you know, gainful employment from where I was. You know, I've been making close to 80, 100,000 a year, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden the entire field gets outsourced. No transitional uh, ability to my, for my, for my job. He said, I'm not going to start over. So, I, so, so I had to go and, uh, you know, build a new path, one where I didn't have to worry about um, other people deciding my fate. And that, that's what I did. 
So what were some of the hiccups, you know, when you got Black Sands off the ground? You know, definitely sometimes people look towards the old model of, hey, I'll build this prototype, I'll build this, and then I'll go find a sponsor. You know, what were some of the struggles and the hiccups you actually encountered? And then when did you feel was, like you... Uh-huh. I think it was doing things that floored the deal. Like, you know, sometimes people people make decisions based entirely on getting a deal with with a major house or something like that. And these decisions can cost you a lot, right? For instance, I went to uh, the American Libraries, Afri- yeah, American Library Association's um, ridiculously expensive event in order to meet with major publishers and and distribution centers for like libraries across the nation. It didn't matter if I was there or not. I was, is that if you weren't from a major publishing house already, you know, you weren't going to do any business there because, because they, they do things a certain way. And, you know, but that's a $3,500 mistake. Boom, right there, right? He said, trying to get publicity as an indie is extremely hard compared to if you're published through what's it called. So spending money on, 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 on that was a $10 million, I mean, a $10,000 mistake. It's like every time you, you said, there's things that you're trying to do because you, you noted in the industry, this is what they do, right? But it's not right for indie, pu- indie publishers. It just, it's just not, it's not, there's no value to, the, to those processes because you're not part of that in crew in the first place that these things um, cater toward. So, you know, for me, it was trying to get to a standard that really had nothing to do with my with where I was in the industry, and uh, you know that's probably something that almost all creators have to go through in life. The only difference is I learned from that, and I decided to go rogue and you know do everything my way, right? A lot of people still 10, 20 years later are still trying to do everything according to the industry standard, even though they're not a part of the industry. You know what I mean? Right, and. and- and I think that's what a lot of people get hung up on is it doesn't always pay to be with the in crowd. You know, sometimes you got to create your own lane in order to progress. Uh, let's talk real quickly into some, some of the facts that you would like to pass on to, you know, those who want to get into the comic book industry or the animation industry, you know, uh, five things that, you know, you shouldn't either do or you should do five things and it could be a mixture of you should do these two things you shouldn't do these three things whatever you know comes to mind for those who want to get into that whole artistic realm well the first thing i would say is read save the cat you know i don't it's it's just a heavily endorsed book i love about writing uh it's a there's a problem most writers don't ever like conceptualize what their story is about before they start writing Right, or they write 12, 13 different ideas. They, I got, I got tons of characters. You know, like it's like you got to figure out how to, you know, go to market with a product. Right, your your whole approach is, is too creative. Right, it's like it's cool to do that when you're 15 years old, but you know, every minute that you're burning making ideas and stuff like that, as many as minutes you're not making money, so you better figure out how to be efficient. Right, and get to market and figure out what you your product's good or not. If it's not, you can always rebuild. But if it takes you five years to make your first comic book and it flops, you know, that'll suck. <laughs> Rather it be like three months, you know what I'm saying? So, so 
So efficiency and speed is probably the most important factors. Reading with Dave the Cat helps you significantly on the writing department. Uh, and, you know, you said, just think first, you got to get to market. Otherwise, you know, you'll never know if that idea is, is worth the actual time commitment that you want to put into it. Putting two or three years into something and finding out it flops is literally the worst feeling in the world. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then uh, I, I, I took three good things out of that. Um, what are some of, the, some of the gimmies that you got out of the industry that you've learned along the way? Just little mm-hmm. like thing. I, I like to say stuff that you would think is common sense, but it, people don't think about it. And, 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 and you're just like, really? You know, because people, I really believe that they should research an industry before they try to jump in. Yeah, uh, my thing is this. Um, there's two type of businesses you should, you should run. There's an industry business, right? If you're an industry guy and you're trying to be an industry guy, there's certain products you need to make and certain avenues you need to do in order to get that to happen, right? So for an industry guy, you don't want to have an entire comic book. You don't want to make five, six comic books. There's no point. You need to have a small pitch available to pitch to, to, to the industry. And work on the next pitch. That should be your idea. It's just making a whole bunch of small pitches. Uh, 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 with like some art to show what it looks like, but you should never finish a project because because the the industry wants things that customers might not want, right? They just they're just not interested in that product, right? Everybody tries to double dip. They want industry stuff and what's it called? When I make industry stuff in it, um, like make a film or or an animation series that I want to give to the industry, I'm not going to make that whole show myself. I'm going to go and make just enough concept and a, and, a, and a deck and everything else to pitch out to people and they can decide whether they want to go in and fund it or not. But to me to do all that work would make absolutely no sense and would just stop me from being able to, to, to do anything productive on my side. So 100%, if you're an industry guy and you want to get published by Dark Horse or Image or whatever, make pitches. Just focus on pitches, make a whole bunch of pitches and shoot them as many as you can. And don't worry about Kickstarter. Don't worry about AS stuff because it's not worth it. You need to just pitch. That's your whole job. If you're not one of those and you actually want to be an independent creator and make comic books, then you need to make your stories for your target audience. That means you don't care about what the industry thinks about your titles. You don't care about the super, what standards Marvel or DC or Dark Horse has for how characters look and their appeal and all that stuff. You just don't care because that's not your core customer, right? And, and, and that's the problem. It's just people don't understand that they're supposed to make a product for the customer. And if the customer is the industry, it's a completely different product from the, custo- uh, um, the customer that's you know an indie, uh, indie um, comic buyer. You understand? Thank you for tuning into the Finer Life Show. Listen, if you want to find us on the web, please check us out at www.mbphikings2017.org. That is www.mbphikings2017.org.